Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning Perkiavot with a chapter 5 Mishnah 14 in which it says there are four types of temperament. One who is angered easily and pacified easily. His gain is offset by his loss. B. One who is hard to anger and hard to pacify. His loss is offset by his gain. C. One who is hard to anger and pacified easily. This is a pious person. And D. One who is angered easily and hard to pacify. And this is considered a wicked person. So, Rabbi Tversky, in his book of Visions of Our Fathers, he says that manage, management of anger is one of the most important parts of an ethical life. Like a, hum, a person has to learn to manage his anger. If he doesn't know how to manage his anger, he's going to be less than an animal. And uh, in his famous letter the, to his son, the Ramban, who is Moshe ben Nachman, or known also as Nachmanides, not Ramban, but Ramban, uh, he wrote a very famous letter to his son. And he begins this letter with an instruction on anger. This is the first thing he tells his son. He's like, remember that to be an angry person is not a good quality. And control anger, to control anger, says Ramban, is what leads a person to be humble, to humility. Everybody's trying to be a humble person. We're all trying to be better people, trying to be humble, not being haughty and arrogant. But in reality, you cannot start from working on being a humble person. You have to start with not getting angry and working other character traits that are haughty character traits. This is what makes people haughty because a person that gets angry is a person that thinks that he's always right. If he wouldn't feel this, then he would never get angry. When a person comes to a point in his life where he doesn't have to be proving himself to anybody, and he doesn't need to get angry about other people's ways of looking at life, uh, then this person really is a humble person. So, so humbleness, hum, to be humble is, one, is the finest character trait of all. This is like the top of the line of a character traits. So it is noteworthy that the Ramban does not recommend this finest of all traits as the starting point of character development, he says. You don't start with working on your humility, but start working on your anger. Try to be not angry in life. Try to let go, to give the benefit of the doubt to people, to, to just don't lose that part of yourself that you have to be in control. And, um, and so it says, uh, Rabbi Tversky, that in a book that he wrote, which is called In Lights Along the Way, he points out that there are three phases of anger. Rabbi Tursky, to note, for those who don't know, he's a PhD, he's a psychiatrist, he's a very important psychiatrist, and he's a rabbi. So he has a lot of knowledge of uh, human, human uh, behavior. And he says that there's three phases of anger, and although the Hebrew language uses the word kas to refer to all of the three phases, it is important that we distinguish the three of them. So the first phase of anger is the emotion that occur, occurs when a person is provoked. So there's people who are, when you're provoked, you get angry. 
Like it's very hard not to get angry when someone provokes you. And this, he says, is, is like a reaction. It not necessarily means this is a character trait of a person. Doesn't mean that this person is an angry person. The, what it means is that, you know, it's cause and consequence. Like if, if you ran, you, you ran uh, behind a mouse with a broom, the, the mouse is gonna run. He's not gonna bite you, but if you put the mouse in a corner and the mouse has nowhere else to go, then this mouse is gonna bite you. So what he's saying here is this, that this is an emotion that occurs when a person is provoked. And this is virtually a, a reflection. It's a reflective action, which is not within a person's voluntary control. So when this happens, you're not in the category of anger. This is not uh, what he's talking about. This is a reaction of a person. So the second phase is the reaction to this emotion. So this is yeah, something that evolves. So first you get a, like a reactive anger. Like if you, at that moment, you cool down and you let it go, it's fine. But if you feed on it, that's when the problem comes. So, which can range from total silence and restraint through a broad spectrum of responses all the way to frank violence. So a person sometimes when he's angry, like he can keep quiet and he can like never talk to this person, give the silent treatment to the person for the rest of his life. It's also not good or he can become a violent person. So the third phase is the retention of anger or bearing a grudge. So this is really bad, is when a person gets angry and then he bears a grudge towards this person. So the second and the third phases are within a person's capacity to control. So the first one, which is a reactionary thing of the moment, is not in your control. You have to really work very hard on yourself not to react to these situations. It can be done, you can work on them, like I remember when I was young and um, more young and more, you know, how young people are and then a car would like throw himself on top of me in the street, like I would start like speeding and like, it's a reaction. Today, I don't do that anymore, but I train myself, like if I see a car that is getting closer to me, it's trying to, to get me out of my lane, like I stop a little bit, I let him go. I don't, I don't engage into it, but because I've trained myself to do it. And I, I'm not saying I'm a saint. Sometimes I do react towards certain things, but it's every time it becomes uh, rarer and rarer because free will really is not something that comes out um, in the moment. It's not that at that moment you're choosing if you're gonna react or not react. At, in the moment you're not choosing anything. You're already reacting according to where you are uh, in, your, in your spiritual state. But if you're working on it through your day, through your life, in your house, with your children, with this, with that, when, when an, an opportunity arises for you to get angry, you're not gonna get angry at that moment. But it's not free choice, it's already that this is who you are. You're not gonna react. So, uh, so he says here that to avoid confusion, let us refer to these phrases by different terms. And he says, uh, the emotion evoked by provocation as anger, the response to the provocation as rage, so when you're, 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 you're just react, it's called anger. The, when you're provoked, it creates rage, and which can be milder, mild or severe, and the continued retention of the emotion is called resentment. 
So in as much as the pure sensation of anger is not under voluntary control, the first stage, it is not the subject of ethics. Our Mishnah is therefore concerned with the second and the third phases of anger. When you are, when you feed on it and you, and you, and you, you become, you have rage or when you become resentful. So the validity of our definition is evident from two statements that appear in the Zohar and in the Talmud. The Zohar states, one who is angry is as though he worships idols. Uh, because why? Because when you realize that anger comes from God, like whatever situation you're put in that could arouse that anger, if at that moment you, you click, you say this is from Hashem, this is a test, then you're not going to get angry. But if you're not in that place and you're just reacting to whatever the situation is, it's like you, you, you think that whatever is happening to you is something random. It doesn't come from God. And that is a type of, of idol worship because idol worship is to give strength to something that is not Hashem. And then the Talmud states that one who te tears his, tears his clothes or breaks things in a fit of anger is as though he worshipped idols. So the Zohar says only if you get angry and the other one is saying like if you react on it. So it is obvious that they are both referring to the same thing and that the Zohar is referring to what we have termed rage. So both of them, according to Rabbi Tversky, are, is talking about when you, you get angry and you get out of control. So the Mishnah states that if a person is easily provoked to rage, there's people who get angry easier than other people. There's people that really, to get them angry, it really takes a lot. Even though he may quickly be at peace, like as he's like a, like a match, he turns on and he turns off. The negative obscures the positive, like all the good he has is gonna go away because of this act. And the threatening of insulting words and the physical harm resulting from the rage reaction cannot be reversed um, by remorse. So if you feel bad about it afterwards, after you, who knows what you said to this person and you hit him in the face, it, all the remorse in the world is not gonna take away the, what you did and what you said. So, so furthermore, people who are in a relationship with someone who is easily angered Enraged, may feel terrorized, terrorized and may feel that they're walking on eggshells for fear of provoking an outburst. So, yeah, when a person lives with a person that is easily angered, it's very hard. It's like he's walking, doing everything possible in his life not to get this person angry. There's a control mechanism here. And the, and the fact that one quickly apologizes for his rage is not an adequate compensation. So the second temperament is that of a person who is not easily provoked to rage, but harbors resentments for an extended time of, uh, period of time. So it's, he doesn't get angry very easily, but once he gets angry, he, he harbors resentment for a long time. And the la latter, later is indeed undesirable, but does little harm to others. Because the, the, the poison is within you. It's not, you're not doing harm to the other person. But that resentment really starts eating you up. It's, you're the one that's being, uh, it's, it's bad for your health. It's bad for you. The, the, the person that you're angry with, maybe he's clueless about the way you feel. And, and so he's not going to be affected by it. But anger 
and resentment that we keep within ourselves really is a, a poison that eats us up. So in as much as the Torah forbids acting out of a grudge, both actively and passively, harboring a resentment does not affect others. Rather, it is the bearer of the grudge who feels its negative effects and it ferments within him and disturbs his peace of mind. So it is forbidden in the Torah. It's one of the, of the uh, negative commandments that you should never hold a grudge. You should not be resentful towards other people. Like, work your thing out. Go and talk to them. Uh, make peace with yourself. Let it go, let it go. Like the sun in Frozen says. But don't get stuck with resentment because at the end of the day, you're the one that is causing within yourself a lot of harm. And this is not a good thing. So resentments may even contribute to a number of physical illnesses, such as migraine, high blood pressure, heart disease. And King Solomon was therefore wise in calling the person who harbors resentment as a fool. It is the height of folly to punish oneself because of another person's inability to restrain his expression of anger. So imagine, it's a fool, a person that keeps himself angry and doesn't let it go and doesn't come to terms with it and doesn't forgive. He is a fool because at the end of the day, the only person he's really harming him is himself. So he says here, uh, the third type of temperament, one who is difficult to provoke and readily divest himself of resentment, is a hasid, is a, a pious person. The person that is, is, a, is, um, is a <clears throat> hard to anger and easily appeased. This person not only exhibits self-mastery, but may even succeed in elim eliminating the initial emotion of anger. So that's what I was saying at the beginning of the class, that a person that works on himself very hard, not to get angry, to let it go, to let things go, eh, he comes to master this quality, and then it comes to a point where it's really very hard to get him angry. And, um, and it says, for example, one may not feel anger as being provoked by a small child. Like, if a small child, I remember a story of a man that he was very upset because his friend had told him uh, something that he didn't like. I don't remember what the story was, but he said something to him and he was very angry with his friend. Like, it really bothered him a lot what the friend had said to him. And then that night he was thinking about it and he says, oh, this little kid, three-year-old kid came to me and he said to me, oh, you look like a clown with that tie. You look like a clown. And I didn't get angry, I laughed. Why? Because why am I gonna get angry with what a three-year-old is gonna say to me? He's a three-year-old. He, he talks out of his mind. And then he remembered that later on that day, a crazy person in the street uh, was walking and looked at him and says, you look, like a, you look like, a, like a frog. And then the guy said, I didn't get angry with this guy. Why? Because he's crazy. He's crazy. Why would I get angry with a crazy person? He doesn't even know what he's saying. I'm not going to get angry with him. So the same way, when a person says something that is nasty to you, that makes you feel bad, you can work on it in your head in the same way. You can say, oh, you know what, my friend, I don't think he really meant it. Maybe, maybe he's not feeling well today. Maybe he, he had a bad day. Maybe he's just taking it out of me. I'm going to let it go. So this is what Rabbi Tversky is saying. And then the, the fourth type, which is one who is both easily provoked, is a person that gets angry very fast, and 
will never forgive, it's very hard for him to let go, is a rasha, is a wicked person because he doesn't even make the, the effort to self-master and he's completely an idol worshiper because he really gives this the, the strength to these two forces that are not Hashem so so it says here that uh, judging people favorably uh, may lessen the feelings of anger in a person this is a good way to look at the people a good way to live and although one cannot extirpate the initial feeling of anger on his own, like if you have an initial feeling of anger, it just comes to you because of a reaction, because we're human and we react. If you train yourself to contain yourself, then at that moment you're going to say, wait one moment. And then you're going to give that person the benefit of their doubt, or you're going to say, Hashem is testing me, or anything other tool that you can work on. And then at that moment you're going to be easily appeased and you're not going to go to the resentment uh, stage and the, and, the, and the rage, the rage and the resentment stage. And so, so the Ramban closes his letter by assuring his son that on the day he reads this letter, his prayers will be answered. So a person, God forbid, if you have an opportunity, <laughs> opportunity that somebody humiliates you in public or says something that will get you angry and at that moment you contain yourself and you keep yourself quiet and you don't say anything and the highest level is you get happy about it because you say, okay, Hashem is sending me this test and, and I'm, I'm being able to contain myself then at that moment you become like a tzaddik you can ask for whatever thing you ever have wished for it will come true i remember a story of a lady that was in a synagogue and someone came in and said something nasty to her very nasty to her and uh, i don't know if she was sitting in, the, in her chair or something and the lady just moved and kept quiet and kept praying and at that moment a girl that was there that saw her went to her after prayers and said I need a, a braha I need a blessing from you please please I've been trying to get pregnant for six years and I haven't been able to have a, a baby and I see that you didn't get angry and I, I, I please give me a braha and a year later this girl was having a baby it's a true story so anger management really is a lottery once you're able to manage it and you're, you're able to contain yourself, you, can, you have to know that you're able to ask for whatever you want. So I leave you here and uh, I wish you a blessed week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.